What is up, fam? This is your host, May Bornilio, and welcome to the Scale on Socials podcast, the show for social media managers and service providers who want to grow a profitable online business. This is a space where you learn how to sign clients, bring in more income, and make more impact. All these without complicated tech or complex funnels. Instead, we'll go with simple yet powerful methods that you can use right now. Over the past years, I've grown from charging $2 per hour into growing my flagship program, helping service providers hit five dollars to $10,000 cash months, all through socials. Social media can change your life if done right. And I am here to share with you the best lessons I've learned in this journey in hopes that it can help yours too. Let's get into the goods of today's podcast. Here we go. Welcome to another episode of the Scale on Socials podcast fam. Today, we are going to be talking about the three common mistakes that early entrepreneurs do and what you can do about it. And let me preface by saying this. Making mistakes is all right. You should be making mistakes. It is the best way for you to grow. It is the best way for you to learn by experience and the best way for you to know what to do and what not to do. And it's much more powerful when you're experiencing it firsthand. All right. But in the course of a few years of working with so many early online entrepreneurs, social media managers, VAs, coaches, there are some things that I have noticed that is being done consistently and is not benefiting them. So it also doesn't hurt to learn what are the things you should avoid? How can you navigate this? How can you change your approach to this and get better results? All right. The very first one is asking how much is your budget? Have you done this? Can you relate to this? Because I can totally relate to this. When I started as a social media manager a few years back, whenever someone would approach me or inquire and ask, hey, how much does it cost to work with you? I really didn't have a process in place. I didn't know how to answer. So I would just get back to them and say, what is your budget? Because I was at that space where I didn't have clients. I had more time, didn't have money. And I really just want to fit with what the prospect needs so that I can sign them as clients. I was also scared. Now I recognize that looking back, I was also scared at having a price that is more than their budget because I might lose them and they might not sign with me if I am more than you know what they're willing and happy to learn or willing and happy to pay for. So with that being said, now that I have worked my way through that, if someone asks me, if I'm outsourcing something, let's flip the script and let's say that I'm the one outsourcing something. Here's what you have to understand about business owners. When we're outsourcing something, we would pay as less as we can because that would be great for the business. The lower the cost, the lower the overhead, the better, right? Of course, but we want efficient results. We want great results. And obviously, I'm not going to say I want to treat. But really, inside, if you ask, hey, what would you want to pay for this? Honestly, the answer is none, right? If I can get it for free, why not? But obviously, we're outsourcing and we respect prices and we want an efficient service and we want quality customer service, right? And delivery, quality delivery. So instead of asking, how much is your budget? What I normally advise virtual assistants, social media managers, online entrepreneurs, anybody really who has a service that they're offering online is calculate how much would make sense for you to deliver this. If this is you and you have not priced yourself yet or you're charging hourly, I do have a guide called the Price Shifter Guide. 
if you don't have that, go to my Instagram and message us the word pricing. And then one of my team members will send you the link where you can download that for free. That is going to be helpful to you in making your package price. Or if you're charging hourly, moving from charging hourly into defining your package pricing. All right. So let's get that out of the way. If you don't have a price yet, download that and get your price sorted. Right. So what I always advise people starting out is know what are the services that you offer. Know that there are inclusions that come and deliverables along with that. And how much is the price that will make you happy to show up that will make sense for you in delivering that service. Right. And when someone asks you, hey, how much does it cost to work with you? How much is the price of your package? Instead of asking them back, how much is your budget? We don't do that. We tell them that, okay, may I ask a few questions just to make sure that I can help you and then ask some questions to make sure that you can help them and then give them the price. So your prices, the way you will be paid will not change based on the budget of the other people. Because imagine if you have a package that is worth, let's say, $1,000, and someone asks you, hey, how much does it cost to work with you? Or how much does it cost to be supported in this package? And then you ask them, how much is your budget? And they say, 300. And your package is 1,000, right? So it immediately is so far that it will be hard to close them because they have such a low budget and your price is so far from that. And that price will not make you happy to show off. That price will not make you happy to deliver the service because you feel like you're being underpaid, which is if you accept something like that, it's totally up to you. But what I've noticed is that when service providers are agreeing to be paid lower than what they believe they're supposed to be paid, it shows in their delivery, right? It is not the best delivery. It's not the best product that they have. And for them, they start resenting the client because the client is paying them less. But then in the first place, it is you who agreed to be paid by that. Why? Because I know that there is scarcity and we are scared that we lose the client because our prices are higher than their budget, right? That is unfair to you and that is unfair to the client. And it wouldn't have happened if you did not agree on being paid that low. With that being said, I also want to just say that you are not for everybody and not everybody is for you. There are people who need your service. There are people that you can serve, but you guys necessarily aren't the right fit. And there are different reasons and cases for that. Sometimes they want to pay low and you don't believe in that um, you know, negotiated price and you're just not happy with that. So even if it is it is something that you guys can can work with, the transaction or the need is something that you can fulfill. You just don't decide to work together. And that is so normal, right? And Usually what happens is we allow ourselves to be negotiated because we're scared that we don't find another person who will inquire with us. Now, I will call that out that that is really something that is normal in this space. But if you realize that there are thousands and thousands of other people out there that could be your client who would be willing and happy to pay for your service, then you wouldn't allow yourself to work with people who will lowball you. All right. So what is the takeaway of this? When someone asks you, how much does it cost to work with you? Instead of asking them, what is your budget? Your job here is to ask a question to see if you can help them. And if the answer is yes, you can help them. Then you will give them your packet, which has your prices. I want to remind you that this is so important, guys. Listen, this is so important when it comes to positioning. When someone comes to you and you're a service provider, they are the ones in need. You are the one with a solution. To get that, let me repeat that. Let me say that again. They are the ones in need and you are the one with the solution. Even when you know that you don't have a client, but you have a service and you have a skill that could be of value to someone and could be helpful to them, know that you are the one with the solution and they are the one with the problem. 
What does that say? It means that they need you. They need your help. So instead of feeling like, you know, it's a tug of war of, oh my gosh, my price has to match their budget and all of that, just be honest and open that this is what it costs to be supported by me. Does that fit within, above, or below your allotted amount for this project, right? And then you will know. Hey, hey, I hope you're enjoying the episode so far. I know that many of you who listen to the Scale on Socials podcast are also entrepreneurs. So I recorded a free masterclass where I explained step-by-step how I sign premium clients for my social media agency month after month. The same strategies and systems, you guys, helped me make a full-time income as a business owner and have more time to travel around the world and be with my family. That's the best thing about it. I will leave the link in the show notes so you can watch it for free. Now back to the episode. So I hope that was insightful. Let us move on to the next one. The second common mistake that I see early entrepreneurs do is not documenting their journey. Here's the thing. It's so easy to feel like we're not good enough. It's so easy to feel like the kind of content that we create might be so amateur and people will judge it and feel like, oh, who is this person to be posting this? He or she is not that good yet. Why is she posting this thing? You know, why is she being authoritative in this space? It's so easy to feel that, have that imposter syndrome controlling us when we're early because we feel like we're not yet an expert. Are you nodding your head? Do you feel this? Can you feel me? Because this is so common, especially when we are starting out. We feel like we're not good enough and we shouldn't be documenting. We shouldn't be posting content. And that brings up perfectionism. And we get stuck feeling like we always have to perfect things before we publish this. Now, here's the thing. You are selling to humans, right? And humans aren't perfect. And humans grow and humans build a story. And so if you are starting from a place where you don't know things yet, let's just say, for example, you want to be a funnel builder. And then you don't know how to build a funnel yet, but you start your Instagram, you start your Facebook, and then you start posting content. And you say that, okay, today I'm learning about this to deepen my knowledge about funnels and just keep documenting that. One of the most important things that I've learned from Gary Vaynerchuk is document, don't create. A lot of times we feel like we have to create and create and perfect things. And of course, as a beginner, you you aren't an expert yet and you don't always perfect things. And so what happens is that we don't post instead, which is crazy because you are missing the chance to show people your journey and to see you grow, right? And so what happens if we don't post and there's no presence and there's no growth, right? And there's literally nothing. Because we let this insecurities and we let this fear of getting judged and we're trying to be perfect, right? The perfectionism is there and nothing happens because we always try to be perfect. But instead, if we document, documenting is really not curating it, right? You're literally just documenting. You're capturing the moment. You're capturing the journey and showing people who you authentically really are. And if you are at the early stage of your business, you do not have to pretend you're an expert already, right? You document that today I'm learning about this thing about funnels to deepen my knowledge about it because this is something that I really want to be good at so that I can show it to my clients and document that every freaking day. And then I get questions as well from the group of like, okay, May, should I delete my old posts? Should I archive all of those and just make new posts? I always say no. And even if you scroll back to my Instagram right now, you will see my posts as uh, back in 2019 where I started the, the page and I was still a social media manager. I didn't know where where I want the page to go, really. I was just documenting everything. I kept that there because I want people to see the growth of where we were, where I was, and where I am now, and what time can do, right? What a few months, what a few years can do. 
and that I evolved and that I put myself out there and I did extra effort in order to learn what I'm learning right now. So that does not only not only does that inspire people to see the difference that a few months can make, it also allows them to be imperfect and still show up, right? I know that sometimes we fear that clients may see that and see that, oh, you're an amateur, you're not good at this. But again, you are selling to humans and humans have story and humans evolve. It's so important for people to see you. And instead of thinking that, you know, they will think that you're an amateur, who knows? They might even think that, wow, you started from nothing. You literally learned all of this. Wow, right? You are persistent. And that becomes a pro to you. That becomes an advantage to you because from something that you don't know, you put your head down and do the work and now you know it, which says a lot of good things about you. So the second mistake is not documenting your journey. What you can do instead is ditch the perfectionism and act messy. There's nothing that can happen that will be, you know, that will cause bad things. Like nothing worse can happen. We have to stop assuming that when we are putting things out and we are not being perfect, that things are going to go bad, right? No, nothing worse can happen. There's nothing bad that can happen to you. All you got to do is understand that you are in a journey as well, right? And people will value seeing that. And here's the thing. Actually, it's beneficial because you can tell a story. When people see you grow, when they see you evolve, they will start to build that trust in you because you are being authentic. And this is why we love reality shows. I mean, not me personally, but there are a lot of people who love reality shows. And this is why, because we like to see the growth. We like to see the story. And even when, even though we hate sometimes the characters, we, we start to get attached to them. We start to know them. We feel like we know them because they've been transparent. And if you are transparent with what you do, and if you are just being open to where you're at in the journey, you will start to understand that people, that people love seeing the journey. And instead of disadvantages, all you will get are benefits. So document your journey. Do not be scared. Do the messy action. And I promise you, you will look back and tell yourself and thank yourself knowing that you did the right thing, right? Awesome. Let's go to the third one, which is, okay, guys, this is so important. The third thing is forgetting to grow your business. Here's what I've noticed. A lot of new entrepreneurs, early entrepreneurs, social media managers, virtual assistants, graphic designers, whatever it is that you offer, we are so persistent at the start and we build our Instagram or our Facebook and we start putting content out. And then the moment that we get a client, we start getting so busy with the client, obviously, because we're getting paid and they become the priority. And that's good, right? But do not forget to grow your business. Do not forget to generate leads for your business. Do not forget to sign clients or build your pipeline in your business. So we get so busy doing the client work, we totally abandon our own accounts. And why is that a mistake? Because it is not in your control that this client that you're serving right now stops working with you. What if the contract ends? Um, what if the person decides not to work with you anymore? If you have not built your portfolio, not built your accounts and continued generating leads and continued building your pipeline, you don't have a fallback. Now you'll be from scratch thinking again, where am I going to get the client? But if we do the work of serving the client and at the same time, also knowing that we have non-negotiables and priorities to grow our leads, we always have a group of people that we can tap when we need to sign clients. And you over time continues to grow your business, to grow your brand. Even if you're not actively signing clients, you're building your online presence, you doing that will always be beneficial to you. So this is a common mistake, and I hope not many, not many people continue doing this of forgetting to grow their business. 
Even if you're serving the client, they do deserve the best of you. But make sure that you have your list of non-negotiables, money-making activities, such as growing your brand, creating content, generating leads, right? Reaching people through chat. So you have a solid pipeline that you can fall back to. And you're never in a place of scarcity that, oh, I don't have leads. I don't have clients. It is because people forget to do that for themselves. Okay. So those are the three things. Let us do a recap. First mistake is asking how much is your budget is the first mistake that we have. And my suggestion is when being asked that, instead of saying how much is your budget, ask the person, may I ask a few questions to make sure that I can help? Just make sure that you can help them. And then if you are sure that you can help them, then obviously give them your package with the price and then ask them, does this fall within, above, or below the budget that you have set for this project? Okay. Second thing is messy action, not documenting the journey is something that many people are doing. I don't want you to be doing. Document your journey. Start messy. Do not be scared of being labeled amateur because you're selling to humans and humans love evolution and story and watching you grow. It will never be bad for you. It will always just have benefits and advantages for you. And the last thing is, last mistake is forgetting to grow your business, forgetting to do money-making activities such as generating leads and signing clients. On the flip side, what you should be doing is as you serve your clients at best, you should not forget to grow your own business, generate leads for you, build your pipeline so that you always have a fallback and you're never back into a desperate position of not having anybody. All right, you guys, those are the three common mistakes that early entrepreneurs do and how you can avoid them. I hope that you found this useful. If you did, don't forget to follow this podcast. We have a lot of other authentic realness and real business scenario and a lot of tips and tools in growing your online business. If you want to give me your feedback on this, don't forget to rate the podcast or send me a message on that. Make it happen with a screenshot that you're listening to this. I really, really appreciate it to know that we are giving value through this podcast. And that's what we're doing with my team in the back end, always working hard to give as much value as we can, helping people change their lives. My life personally changed because I utilize social media. And yeah, I'm just so lucky that we have all these platforms we have now and I have this profession and I hope it can change more lives, including yours, if that's what you desire. All right, guys, I will catch you in the next episode. Bye. Um, thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of the Scale on Socials podcast, the show for action takers who are ready to turn their goals into reality. If you found value in this and would like to work closely with me and my team and learn how to sign premium clients online, here's what you have to do. Go to my Instagram at Make It Happen, that is spelled as at M-A-E-K-I-T Happen, and send me a DM with the word OBS. That's letter O-B-S. My aim is to help social media managers and service providers turn your skills into an actual profitable business. We will teach you the strategies, the steps, and the tools that you need so you can be consistent in getting high-quality clients and serve them with confidence. Again, head over to my Instagram at Make It Happen and DM me the word OBS, and we will have a quick chat to see whether or not I can help you scale online. All right, I'll speak with you soon. And don't forget, we have one life. Live it to your best today. Bye.